and welcome to Waffly Bollocks, the show where we don't actually see any problem with loving your wife and kids and loving flippy shit all at the same time. I'm Sarah, aka at Awfully Waffly on Twitter or whatever Elon Musk has decided it's called this week, and my co-host... MJ, who is at Russell Bollocks. No. Not Russell Bollocks, I did it again! <laughs> Russell Trash. Russell Trash. Russell Trash. <laughs> I was like, what accent did that go into? <laughs> Rassle trash. Rassle trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off to a good start. Oh, dear. Um, also, I'm slightly worried that I've got COVID because I can't taste anything. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so if, there's, if there's anything weird about this, that's what we're saying. That is. Yeah, we're, we're just going to blame the Rona. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I feel fine. I just can't taste anything. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So, this week in wrestling, what's happened? I've not watched any G1 this week. I've completely lost track of everything that's happened. I gather that Will Ospreay had a good match. Yes, which I haven't watched yet. Go team! Uh, no, it was on yesterday morning. Uh, so I, I just... Cause till the raft's been working, so we've just not had a chance to watch it yet. Because uh, it was Osprey versus Okada, wasn't mm. it? Ooh. What I did see, though, what I did see was uh, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Tomohiro Ishii. And fuck, that was good. <laughs> that was so good. If you just like dudes slapping the shit out of each other really, really, really hard then it's it's one of them it's your meaty man slapping meat <laughs> meaty man slapping meat match meaty man slapping meat match meaty man slapping meat it was beautiful it was so it, it's in my matches of the year i think it'll be hard to knock it out but it was just eddie's just so good and i mean Ishii's brilliant as well but eddie is just Oh, put all the belts on Eddie Kingston. That's why I say. But he's he's just the selling, like, because he's the story that he's telling in it. And the thing is with New Japan, it's pretty much just like match, 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 isn't it? There's not a lot of preamble or promos or, you know, they do like news conferences and stuff, but it's not the way like traditionally we have wrestling shows work sort of in the West. So it was the majority of the storytelling is done in the ring. And I think that's what, uh, well, see, I'm going to go on a ramble about it now, but it's the way that the stories get told in the ring. And I think AEW do that a lot. And I think there's a bunch of people who still don't grasp that the story's being told in the ring and you don't need a video package and this, that, and the other, which, I mean, we'll get to that with Dynamite in a minute. But um, it's, yeah, it was the way he was selling his injuries and it's sort of this story of him battling through this match and all of the other matches as well and it's like his will to win is there like his will to fight is there but it's whether his body will hold up on him for the whole tournament because he's sort of picking up aches and pains and injuries as he goes and it was like the other week it was i think it was his rib um well, say the other week, it's like they've got like three matches in a week or something daft. Yeah. But it's like he's selling the injuries as he goes that he picks up while he's in the tournament. And it's like, it, it, as it goes on, you're like, go on, Eddie, just push a little bit further. Go on, you can do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's brilliant. It's It's been really good. And um, yeah, the whole tournament's been good so far. Um, I think maybe I've been enjoying C&D block more than... 
A and B. But even like dis like despite that, it's it's still all been really good. When does it end? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> That's the thing. Never. The wrestling cannot be stopped. I think it normally lasts about a month. So um, they're coming up on the quarterfinals now. So it's a bit like, you know how the World Cup goes and it's like, it feels like the heats last forever. Yeah. And then you're like, boom, 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 the end. Yeah, the the quarters, semis and and finals kind of come around pretty fast. I I think it's probably going to be over by the middle of August, I would have thought. I'm really hoping so, because I really hope that Eddie's going to be at Wembley yeah I know everything now it's so all in is now so close that everything is kind of calculated like that what I saw something really like daft today where I was like oh someone's doing this on like the 4th of August Uh, I hope they'll be back for all in (laughs) my partner's like yeah I think there's enough time (laughs) yeah I'm sure they'll be all right yeah, there's there's still a few weeks to go yet, but thing is though we've got we have I mean I've seen a couple of complaints on um, Twitter. They haven't built anything. They haven't built anything no. to All In yet. We literally don't know anything about what's going to happen at All In. I know like there are starting to be rumours, but in terms of what's actually confirmed, nothing. Not very much. No, I think we've got. Um, is there a TNT title match booked already? No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I think I, I think it happened on Collision, so this is oh, this is why right. we're fuzzy on it. I think <laughs> that's where we're like, they haven't anything, and then people are like, yeah, they have. It's just all on Collision. Yeah. Oh, I resent that I have to watch Collision this week because I want to see MJF and Adam Cole. Yeah. It's very sneaky. That pisses me. I, I'm almost tempted <laughs> not to watch it because I I don't appreciate that kind of manipulation. Don't build something for weeks and weeks and weeks on Dynamite and go, oh, but to watch the match, you have to watch Collision. No! Because they want us to watch Collision. Well, I don't like it and I don't feel like I should have to. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Okay, okay. Let's talk about what we do like, which is Dynamite, which is our show. This week, we started with a video package from Darby Allen, who now apparently... Like, is Darby on, on introducing new wrestlers challenge or what? Like, is that his job now? <laughs> it seems to be, doesn't it? Yeah. I think as well, I think, though, those little vignette things are a little kind of a, a thing for Darby to stretch his legs with his... Because I know he likes, like, mm. making little films and yeah that kind of thing. So I, I, I'm pretty sure he directed or, or produced those little vignettes like the ones for nick wayne and uh the ar one so we had a nick wayne one last week the week before yes and then this week it was darby introducing us again to ar fox mm-hmm. and telling us why we should care about ar fox which to be honest i did need because i don't know why i should care about ar fox and the reason for that is like does he speak uh... <laughs> is the man like, I don't want to, like, if someone's going to turn up and go, actually, no, he is literally mute, then I will feel very bad about this. But, like, I don't know what his voice sounds like. He does speak sometimes. I have heard him speak, so I know he's not mute. I have <laughs> he I've can, heard he it. He can speak. He can speak. I did I did think, yeah, the, the little vignette maybe could have done with AR himself. <laughs> Yeah, something maybe. Darby booked this match by like going well, kayfabe like going to Orange Cassidy and going, "Hey, my friend, I think he deserves a match." So that wasn't even AR Fox like calling out Orange Cassidy. No, that's a good point. No, it wasn't, was it? It was just Darby going here. Are you give my mate a match? All Darby, all Darby, and then then they had a match, and like 
I know some wrestlers, um, I guess they speak more or maybe they're just louder because there are definitely some that I hear more in the mm. ring than others. Like MJF, you can always hear him yelling. And weirdly, Orange Cassidy, I can normally all like hear as well. Like I feel yeah. like he screams louder and <laughs> like, you can hear him. Or are you just tuned into Orange's frequency? That's <laughs> maybe it's that. But AR Fox, like I've got nothing. And then... Then at the end of the match, um, in fact, I should talk about the match, which was really, really good. Fantastic. Again, like, oh, Orange Cassidy is really getting to the end of his storyline of how beaten up he is uh, defending this championship, isn't he? He is. He is. I I want it to get to the point where he's just like wrapped in muscle tape like a mummy. He's he's very close. Like he couldn't even do his little kip up. He was trying a few times. Oh, yeah. Just oh. little pathetic wiggly boy, like you put a little wiggly boy. Oh no, he was yeah. <laughs> it does. It feels. It's like another thing, like the Eddie thing. It's like he's fighting and fighting and fighting, and it's like, but will his body hold up? That is that the thing that's going to give out on him in the end, and and it it might. It, it definitely after what happened at the end of this match. Well, it might. Yeah. So, so yeah, so he, he, this, he won this one by um, count-out, didn't he? No, no, he, he won by... He got a roll-up. Oh, did he? Okay. He did, he did. But it's, it's sort of like getting more and more difficult for him to win. Mm. And he's doing... Like, last week he was just throwing security guards at people. Whatever works, really. <laughs> Whatever he can do. And then AR Fox... So Orange Cassidy did his lovely thing that he does at the end of matches where he puts his sunglasses on the other guy and like puts his arm around them and is all like, yay, we're friends and look at me respecting this guy. And AR Fox took off the sunglasses and crushed them in his hand. He, so like, rude. Bent so them in rude. half and squished them with so much force. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And then he and then he kept on beating him up and oh, <laughs> and obviously you're not happy about this. I can tell. Oh, it's my guy. Don't hurt him. Um, and then and then Darby came out and was like, "Dude, you're embarrassing me. Like, what are you doing? I vouch for you." And then A.R. Fox apparently was talking but making no sound. No, I didn't hear him at all. It's not a fucking word. Although I do, I got the impression that he was kind of. Well, he was pretending to be sheepish, wasn't he? He was like, oh, no, I don't know what happened. I just, oh, I lost my mind. Uh." And then... I mean, it really would have helped (laughs) if he could audibly speak. Like, that would really help. Then again, this is AEW, and we are, at this point, used to the fact that sometimes the mics don't pick up things they should. That's true. That's true. But this is an ongoing problem with Mm. AR Fox specifically that Mm. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, It's just weird. It is very strange. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I think maybe, maybe it's just a case of he just needs to talk a bit louder when he's not mic'd up. Maybe just very soft spoken. Yeah. I think he is, to be fair. Like from what I remember of him him talking before, he does have quite a, a sort of mellow voice so maybe maybe it is literally just that he just needs to loaden up a bit i was like looking at the people in the crowd like standing nearby and i'm not sure they could hear anything <laughs> no no that's the point yeah it's nice nah, weird isn't it because the thing is you could hear darby fine so i don't think it's a yeah, mic issue it, no exactly you could hear darby i could hear i can hear orange Cassidy. i can hear darby <laughs> yeah it's, I, it was making me feel like i was going insane i was like is this man just mouthing <laughs> not actually speaking because that's really weird <laughs> 
I will feel, yeah, I will feel terrible if somebody says, oh no, he's got laryngitis or something and he's got, you know, but um, but just very odd. I think they need to maybe address that. And if he would like to cut a promo, that would really help. Mm. So I don't know who you are, AR Fox. So yeah, Darby's little um, video was actually quite helpful in that it was like, oh, he's so generous and kind and lovely. And then you're like, oh no, he's a meanie. Yeah, that's, that was good. I appreciated that because when he crushed those glasses, I legit gasped. Yeah. I was like, oh! <laughs> I think this could be a good move for him because he's kind of been slapped into tag teams with uh, Darius Martin and mm-hmm. Action Andretti. And it's basically because Dante's not there because he's broken his leg. So it's kind of like, yeah. I, I think maybe being part of the embassy is a bit more of a statement than um, just sort of being in random tag and trio matches. Because, God bless them, Top Flight, I also don't know anything about their personalities, despite having seen them a bunch of times. I know that they're excellent at flippy shit. Yes. And, and yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely no shade on that front. Just like, <laughs> but, but who are you, and why, why are you doing this flippy shit? And um, and action Andretti, unfortunately, uh, blew his <laughs> entire like goodwill by being a dick the one time he did speak. So, oh god, yeah, that yeah. terrible fucking promo with uh, Jericho, wasn't it? Yeah. Coming for Sammy, like, where have your wife's hands been? Yeah, no. Yeah, like fucking Dan Lambert shit. No. Don't like that. So either we need Darby to explain everything all the time or we need AR Fox to speak a little bit. But yeah, I guess if he's going over to the the Mughal embassy, that will potentially give him a chance to do something more plotty. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a lot of... uh, There was a lot of promos and video bits on this episode. And it's like... Because there has been people sort of complaining like, oh, well, because we've been conditioned by WWE to believe that video packages and and things are the be-all and end-all of everything. So now it's like, well, we're going to give you a bunch of video packages and maybe a few too many video packages. How do you like that? And it's like, I say this as someone who talks a lot on Twitter. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe don't listen to people on Twitter quite as much. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. No, and, and like, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, I don't know if any wrestlers should be on Twitter. I definitely no. think Tony Khan should be on Twitter. As a proportion of your audience, there's not that many people on Twitter and we're all dumb fucks. Don't <laughs> listen to <laughs> Don't listen to us. I'm just trying to fantasy book my special little guys. Don't listen to me. Exactly. I'm just here. Well, actually, do listen to me. Put Chuck Taylor on TV. Yeah. <laughs> They've been listening to you lately, haven't they? I Clearly. Know. So many treats for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, we open the show with Orange Cassidy because that's the law. He's a funky little guy and we love him. He's just the best. He's just the best. I do love him so much. I'm going to be genuinely gutted when he loses when he loses that title I'm like, oh, it really depends it really depends what happens it really depends what happens in the story and I would like what I would honestly like would be for him to deliberately like give it to someone because he wants them to have it rather than just getting beaten up by someone mean but I don't know if that's a thing that can happen but we'll see well he got beaten up by Mox at the end of this match so he did as well yeah <laughs> oh, how much do I love that so a thing that uh, not to harp on the what people on the internet think thing again, but uh, I know many people very disappointed by the lack of elite this week. Yeah. But this is because I'm a latecomer, I know. 
I've spent quite a lot of my AEW watching time without any Kenny Omega and without... Because he was injured and then obviously they were all suspended. And so I don't necessarily feel that upset when I don't see the elite for one week. Like if they were gone, if they were gone again for months, yeah, terrible, awful. I would hate that. But if they're not here for a week, I can live with it. Um, I am disappointed that despite my requests, Tony Khan, last week, <laughs> for you to show us the things that happened at the end of Blood and Guts that you didn't show us last week, uh, you did not do that. No. And and that was more my issue with it. It was I don't necessarily need to see them every week, although like again it's like because I've been watching since the beginning they were such a big part of it. It does feel a bit weird when when they're not there. Like that whole period when they were suspended. Hang when Hangman was uh, off injured as well after he got a concussion. That that period yeah, of time for me was a struggle. It because <laughs> there was some fun stuff going on, but it it felt like and they you know they they did the whole sort of heart soul spirit thing like but it's true for I think yeah. for a lot of us that is that is what they are and then when they're not there when all of them are gone it just doesn't feel the same it doesn't feel the same at all oh yeah they should absolutely make them like book their holidays at different times <laughs> yeah so we can have at least one or two of them on yeah um but i think the the biggest issue for me it wasn't the fact that they weren't there because i think uh going off bt matt was off to hawaii exactly, so yeah. i think maybe they're just having a week off and good for them because fucking hell that match mm-hmm. but it was the fact that they didn't show the post-show thing where it, it basically ended the feud because they sort of said, right, well, we, we've done this. We've gone this far. We respect each other now. We're going to draw a line under it. And they all had a handshake in the ring and what have you. But only people who are on like social media and have seen the little clips that people have posted or people that watch BTE, which isn't, you know, obviously isn't the entirety of the uh, AW audience. Like, to a lot of the people watching, that never happened. And it feels like that's a pretty important part of the story that should be... <laughs> like, literally the end of the story. We literally. To, we still haven't seen the moment of Mox um, submitting on Yuta's behalf. Like, we, no. where is that? Yeah. Yeah, that I think more needed to be made of that. And I think Excalibur at the at the end of the video package with the sort of recap of what happened during the match, which all of us saw. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. We all mm-hmm. saw the match. Mm-hmm. You could have just shown the other bit. But Excalibur was like, oh, and it ended with them showing respect. Well, show us that then. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so annoying. It is really annoying. Like, not even to put it on YouTube. Why? Like, because like you say, like, the, we can see these clips that people have filmed from the crowd uh, on social media. And even in the clips, like, you can see a cameraman standing there. Yeah. Well, the bit, <laughs> well, when it was on, um, when it was on BTE, that was from the cameras like that was from the the tv cameras so it exists we know it's there like just show us maybe someone forgot to press record <laughs> was that a we dig? didn't know anything about that <laughs> i would never i would never forget to press record i am a diligent podcaster i wouldn't do things like that <laughs> Did we, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a weird thing where, like, the word no flashed up on screen. And I think that might have happened again on Collision, perhaps. Yeah, and like, yes flashed up as well. No, no, no okay. idea. <laughs> I, I think it was it was another thing in a litany of 
random tech problems that happen on AEW that nobody can explain. It just happens and we just have to sort of deal with it. Like when the sound goes fucky or, you know, there's just always random technical or production issues. Like sometimes it feels like the the ambitions don't, the ambitions and and the the skill sometimes don't quite match up when it comes to techie stuff, unfortunately. For real. Um, okay, so in other uh, pre-recorded packages, we had a lovely bit with MJF and <laughs> Adam Cole after their uh, defeat of Sammy and Daniel Garcia last week, where uh, Adam Cole attempted to reassure Max that he's not tr- just after his championship, although Max did say he can have a championship shot, which is Yes. Book that one for all in, please. Thank I was going to say, I, th- I wouldn't be mad about that at all. <laughs> I would rather that than fucking muffins in his little red bag. Fuck off, you little I red just bag. I don't want that fucking asshole. <laughs> I am sweetness and light. <laughs> and I don't say anything mean about Yeah, anyone. you're supposed to be the sweet one. I'm like... I'm not the sweet one. For- oh, my God. If anyone thinks that, I, I don't... I'm not, like... I don't know what I am. But, so, in this lovely promo, MJF absolutely spot on did an impression of Dax Howard's awful promo skills. <laughs> and I howled. And then a little bit later, Dax Howard came out to do that exact promo. Um, that was hilarious. I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if the man is just an idiot. <laughs> I don't know... Like, what, what? Like, he's just, that's just so boring, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's dull. It's dull. Like, I mean, the first time I understand it, get a pop. I love my kids, I love my wife, I love my family. And then, like, you know, it's it's the same thing over and over again. Like, it's like, oh, well, that got a cheer that time, so I'll just do it every time I do a promo now. And it's like, nah, that's not how it works. You've got to come up with some new shit or people are going to get bored. And they are. Yeah, so bored. I mean, I feel like MJF and Adam Cole have enough charisma between them, like, to spare for these poor charisma barren guys. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't shade. know. Gonna... <laughs> it's not even shade if you specifically say, I think they're bad at their jobs because they're really boring to watch in the ring and they have literally nothing to say. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like outright just <laughs> criticism. <laughs> But the, that's the thing. I and I think I was talking about this earlier in the week to me other half. The thing with FTR is that they're very straightforward, sort of seventies, eighties American style wrestling, and that just isn't my thing. I think that's that's ex- that's just what it is, and it doesn't help that I find them really irritating as well. Like I'm, well, hair's all right. Hair <laughs> keeps his fucking mouth shut, but it's. It's just not for me, that style. I just find it really dull. Like, the majority of wrestlers that I enjoy a lot of the time are sort of people who have influences from Japan, influences from Mexico. You know, it's it's not just straightforward American wrestling. And I think that's just what it is with them. It's, it's just not something that I find interesting. But then it's like, then you get into the whole thing with the, you know, the fact that they've defended the titles. Is it twice or three times now Not in 100 enough. days? I mean, the thing is, like, I normally like a little sly reference to things. Yeah. Like, even the fact that their names are references to 
an era and type of wrestling that I don't particularly enjoy. It's just like, also, I totally didn't realise that until I was at the For the Love of Wrestling um, convention in Manchester and Demolition were there. And they were like, it's X and Smash. And I was like, oh, mm. oh, I get it now. Okay. Um, but <laughs> Oh, I, I used to love Demolition. They were fucking great. <laughs> I'm just having flashbacks now to being like eight. The other thing as well is that it's the constant sort of, and then him and those two and, and Punk do it, like just redoing sequences from matches from years ago. And once or twice, like, is a cool little callback and, and I get it and that's that's kind of fun. But it's it's incessant at this point. Like, there's been several things now where sort of sequences have been sh- like sort of people put the two videos together of the original sequence and the sequence that they've done but it's like it's one thing to do it every now and again but now it just feels like you're a tribute act <laughs> well yeah because haters will say that's what mjf does but mjf does it in a way that's built into his character like the fact that he is a wrestling nerd and that he yeah and he's watched all know, the he, tapes he always uses this as part of his thing you know this every relationship he's had with an older man in wrestling is like oh, you're my hero whatever like it, he or, or the way he claims not to watch japanese wrestling and then he uses moves from Jap- you know yes yeah. it's, it's part of his story it's not just i'm just doing you this. know that mjf's a puro nerd really <laughs> i just well that's that's the thing isn't it is that like that it is a layer of his character that mjf acts like i'm not one of those nerds i'm just a jock whatever and then he does super nerdy shit and you're like oh <laughs> maybe that's just me it was like the weird thing with the with did you see the, the weird jumping jack thing this week? No. With Punk from Collision. And it was like, it was just a random Randy Orton bit. And it was like, why? I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, just do something original, dude. Yeah, because I thought his whole thing, I, I obviously, disclaimer, I know nothing about anything, but I thought part of Punk's whole thing was kind of like, well, it's called punk. Like, shouldn't he be bucking the system and doing something more original? Yeah. Much like many old punks, he has turned into everything that he hates. Hasn't he? Or the, everything that he hated back in the day when it was being directed at him and then now he can direct it at other people. It's fine. I don't know whether with age... You know how fucking, like, Johnny Rotten mm-hmm. was was a punk, supposedly, back in the day, and then now he, he thinks Trump's great and Brexit's a good thing and all that kind of thing. I think what it is, he's just turned into a boomer. <laughs> yeah. He's not CM Punk, he's CM Boomer. That's, that's what he is now. It, you know, it's all the young kids doing things I don't like me. God, it's fucking depressing. Like, especially because you don't have to do that. Like, no, I'm pretty sure no. Ian McKay is still cool as fuck. Mm. Oh, well. Uh, so that was fun. What other matches do we have this week? I'm sh- I've forgotten something really big, I'm sure. Did Swerve fight someone? Did I? Swerve! Swerve and Derby! Swerve and Derby, and then we had AR come in and, and declare his allegiance to the to the embassy. That was the other thing. That was a good match. Um, we, we had a women's match. Yeah, I do want to talk about the women's match. Yeah, I mean, we don't sort of... It, it does feel like we don't talk about women's matches enough. But at the same time, with AEW these days, they don't really give us a hell of a lot to no. talk about. 
I will say also, I think last week when we recorded, I hadn't finished watching Death Before Dishonor. So oh, I hadn't course. seen the Athena and Willow match, but that was incredible. Fucking brilliant. This is the thing. Tony Khan, when he wants to, can book women's wrestling. We've yeah. seen it. Like, I really like Ring of Honor because of the amount of women's matches yeah. we get. Like, there's normally about three on a yep. show if it's like a two-hour thingy. But again, it's like I said last week, I think there is an element of executive meddling there because they see that the numbers go down for mm. the women's matches. But they're going to. If you book it like shit and it's just If you book it like watch, shit, they're going like, to. It's a vicious cycle. They're going, well, we're not going to invest in it because no one cares about it. But then no one cares about it because you've not done any investing in it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Ring of Honor, like, I'm, I think, 40 minutes into this week, into, like, today's episode, and... I've already had a promo from Trisha Dora. I've already had an amazing Athena promo with her, like, menacing Lexi. And, like, I'd never really rated Lexi as the kind of backstage interviewer, but whenever I she really has like to Lexi. do stuff... Yeah, she's getting to have much more character over there and much yeah. more, yeah, fun stuff. Ring of Honor's really good. You know where Lexi used to get a little bit of camera time? Where's that? Dark? Dark! Well, yeah! Because yeah, everyone says, oh, Ring of Honor's just dark. Yeah, fucking cost me £10 a month or whatever. It's expensive, Dark. <laughs> it's very expensive, but I I don't want to be without it because I really love it. Mm, I do. I, I In terms of, like, sort of a show that I can enjoy from start to finish and barely have any gripes about it whatsoever, Ring of Honor. I, I, I'm so shocked because, like, n- not that you like it, I'm shocked by myself because... When I was watching AW a while ago and they started like bringing Ring of Honor guys over, it felt like all the Ring of Honor guys were quite serious and not very interesting. Yeah. Um, like Ring of Honor was like the serious side and AW was the more fun side. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want Ring of Honor. But now like Ring of Honor is probably more fun, maybe. It's like, a lot of fun. I love the kingdom. Kingdom, loads of fun, always. Um, I love the infantry, which is Carly Bravo and... Captain Sean Dean and uh, now Trisha Dora. Yeah, lovely little faction, that. I like that. <laughs> I enjoy the Iron Savages. I fucking love the Iron Savages. They're so fucking silly. I, oh, so good. And obviously Dalton Castle. Like, that's where you get your Dalton Castle fun times. Like, and yeah, and, and Athena. Um, just, uh, like, that's a fucking amazing show. Like, I, I could almost... Could I? I was gonna say I could almost. I would almost choose Ring of Honor now over over like Dynamite. I don't think I would because Orange Cassidy. But um, I do I, I understand it though. I can totally understand it. I think I I like AEW, but I can find more to sort of s- criticize. I would say probably about an, like sometimes an episode of AEW than I can about Ring of Honor because it's just fun. It's just a fun little like sprint from. Well, not a sprint sometimes when it's three hours long, but it's, you know, it's just a fun little show and, you know, there's some fun matches on there and then there's some really good, like, technical stuff because you've got, like, people like Zack Sabre Jr. coming in and, you know, we've got Shibata there, which is awesome because Shibata's great. So, yeah, it's... it's I find very little to criticise about Ring of Honor. commentary's great now as well. Oh, Caprice and Ian are fantastic. Caprice and Ian are fantastic and we don't need anyone else. No, we don't. Don't No, we don't. Put that man back over there. I don't want him. He can stay on collision. Thank you very much. He's just, I think is though, I don't think he's a bad commentator, but I think he throws the vibe off. Like I think uh Ian and Caprice are so up 
and back and forth and then it was just sort of Nigel had just come in and say something and it'd just slow everything down and it was yeah, just like it's just mm. a clash of styles and I don't I don't enjoy him although him and from what I have seen what I do watch of Collision him and Ian are very very good on that together I think it's just that Ian's really good Ian's just Ian's brilliant yeah Ian can drift with anyone he's drift compatible with uh, anyone yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice reference uh, so what happened on Dynamite with the women's match that we're skating around is Britt Baker fought Taya Valkyrie and it was odd and felt a bit botchy Mm. partly because of the production because there was one bit where I think Taya like smashed Britt into the corner but from the camera angle it literally all we could see was Taya Valkyrie smashing her face into the her own face into the turnbuckle yeah the fuck just happened (laughs) why did you do that oh right now I see where Brit is but yeah weird I don't know I think the thing is is that I because I know from what I've seen is is Taya and Brit are friends anyway but I think it doesn't really matter sometimes if you're friends sometimes you just don't have chemistry in the ring and I think that might have been what the problem is with those two in that match because they're not bad that's the thing there's people being absolutely awful about Taya I know she's a good wrestler I have been watching her wrestle for years she's not a bad wrestler and Brit's not a bad wrestler it's just those two just couldn't quite get it together and it happens sometimes it's like there was one match uh, on Impact a while ago, and it was like uh, Moose versus Big Bill. And you would think that that match would be, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, they're both good wrestlers. It should work. It didn't. And I think just when two people get in a ring sometimes, there just isn't, like, the chemistry there for, for the yeah. match to be, like, they just couldn't get a flow or a rhythm going, and it just felt a bit awkward and it felt like a wwe women's match to me where they were counting the moves in their head and normally i don't see that from either of them but this yeah, in this particular really match i did clunky and rushed and, and 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 i think the idea in the back of your head like oh this is the one women's match that we're going to get on dynamite makes you even more critical because you're like yeah it's not like we're going to get another one like this this is it yeah there's nothing to there's nothing to wash the taste away is there no, like if exactly. it's if it's a bad one i personally because uh i know they filmed it on the same night there was uh sheeda versus nyla that's going to be on rampage tonight i would have swapped those matches around to be honest well there's some i don't i don't know whose fault it is because i have seen unfortunately some twitter drama today from a wrestler who i think has been on aw at some point but wasn't signed and is it lufisto yes i was gonna not name names but sorry (laughs) (laughs) well she didn't name any names but she was talking about that she thinks it's funny that everyone blames the booking when actually it's all down to talent and a poisonous locker room and all the rest of it Mm. so we can only speculate we don't know she she didn't name names people obviously jump into conclusions um but it, it just does seem like the women's division we have so many talented women and there's like three of them that ever get to be on TV and it's just ridiculous. The discourse around it though I think is is becoming horrible. Like really it's nasty. Vile. Yeah. Yes. 
really nasty. And that is, again, it's coming from, it's coming from the signals that we're getting from TV. Mm. Like, in the same way that CM Punk is stoking up hatred and division by being like, oh, colliders. Fuck that, off. We're being told <laughs> that, like, the women don't matter. And yeah. so, therefore, people are assuming that they don't. But the absolute, like, poison that people are spewing towards Tyre Valkyrie, uh, I'm going to go on a door-to-door punching spree. <laughs> It's not okay. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. And I think Brit has been getting it as well, but to a lesser extent. I think it's absolutely disgusting. What what has somebody's body shape got to do with anything? Like, we've seen wrestlers of all different shapes and sizes on AEW and Ring of Honor. And it's like that doesn't dictate their ability at all. And why why are we doing the body shaming shit? It, it happened with Adam Cole a little bit ago. Now it's happening with the women. That uh, we had the the same thing about Kota Ibushi for fuck's sake last week. I, literally, of all people. Uh, yeah, like who is you know fitter than the majority of people? And they're like, oh well, he, he doesn't look as ripped as he used to because he's just had a fucking shoulder injury and he's yeah. still rehabbing it. I think so. Fuck off. I think it just, it just, it literally comes back down to like this weird sense of entitlement that people have about their shows where they just want to see their action figures mashed together. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so weirdly lacking in empathy and just humanity. So like there are layers and like my initial like knee-jerk reaction to people body shaming Tyre Valkyrie was like... Are you fucking insane? Yeah. That woman is so beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I think I've said on this podcast before that, like, she's extremely fucking hot. Like, I just, I really fancy that woman. Sorry. For real. Uh, <laughs> she's beautiful. She is. She's, she's so, stunning. Like, charismatic and she just oozes sex appeal. Like, she's, of, of all the right, I know, like, it feels a bit more, like, retro to be, like, you know, you shouldn't have to be sexy to be a female wrestler. That's fine. But Tyre Valkyrie, that fucking pin she does is pure sex. <laughs> like it just is. That woman, my god. Yeah, yeah, for real. So that was that was that was my like initial like. I what what are we doing here? Like this just literally doesn't make any sense. And then I was like, okay, now the logical part of my brain is going to kick in and be like, no, we, we shouldn't be body shaming anyone because it's fucking ridiculous in this day and age. Like, just don't do it. And and I feel like a bit of a idiot because I think like a, a week ago maybe I tweeted something about like how wrestling could and should be more of a body positive space because we do see all these different body types doing awesome things mm. like we should be able to understand that like athleticism doesn't have to look a certain way and there are different ways to be strong and there you know some yeah. some guys are little guys and do flips and some guys are big guys and do flips and some guys are big guys and they're strong and you're like there's all these different different things like we could why can't we just appreciate all of that yeah well that's it why can't we why can't we appreciate all of that well i will aggressively <laughs> yes we will aggressively appreciate everybody i don't get where people get off you're sat on twitter dude mm. you know what i mean like you're sat on twitter telling somebody who's an athlete what they should and shouldn't look like ridiculous but i've literally had conversations with people um i think i've told you this and not the podcast i've literally had conversations with people who say like they don't like certain wrestlers because they don't look 
like they should be able to do the things that they do. Oh, that drives me up the fucking wall. Specifically Chuck Taylor. I've been told, oh, I don't like Chuck Taylor because he uh, looks too out of shape to do the moves that he does. It's like, it literally doesn't make any sense, mate. If he is doing the move, then he is in perfectly good shape to do the Exactly. Exactly. My head is exploding. If he wasn't in good enough shape to do the move, he wouldn't be doing the fucking move. What kind of logic is that? I mean, there are plenty of people naming no names who are (laughs) not in good enough shape to do some moves. Like maybe, you know, some people who maybe couldn't manage a buckshot lariat. (laughs) beneath them we did it again um (laughs) i didn't say nothing so but like also actually at this point i would also like to say that health is not a moral imperative and we shouldn't be body shaming anyone regardless of their uh level of health and disability and whatever else yeah you don't know these people like this is my thing it's like you don't know these people you don't know how fit they are or or what clearly they're fit enough to be doing what they're doing and that's more than you're doing sat on twitter fuck off let's just not body shame anyone yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it jesus let's shame people for being fucking assholes yeah but it's i just don't i i don't get i don't know where people get off i really don't like it's the same as uh like Riho got bullied off Twitter because of fucking Jim Cornette fans being absolutely <gasps> fucking hateful to her. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. This was uh, a little bit ago. It was. It was. It's probably either the beginning of this year and last. And um, yeah, just people being hateful because she's because she's small, like because she's petite and and she's quite light. And it's like, oh, I don't find her believable. She looks like a little Japanese schoolgirl. And it's like, it's racist to start with. Let's do Let's just start there and work outwards. It's racist. It's body shaming. And it's like, dude, you live in a fucking basement while your mum makes your chicken tendies. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, mate. Seriously. Like, uh, these people, these people, they drive me up the wall. I could be very mean. I could hurt some feelings, but I'm not going to. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I like how there wasn't even a breath there. I'm not going to. I might. <laughs> yeah, I think we should. we should just stick to taking the piss out of people for being empathy free assholes yeah yeah it's i think as well it's it's another thing where on one hand social media is a beautiful thing it's like you know we we've made friends on social media uh case in point <laughs> uh ended up on podcasts you know it's 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 a great thing in certain respects but it also, I think, gives people the license, or they think it gives them the li- license to be an anonymous cunt. Yeah. They think they can just say whatever they want. And that, I think as well, because Twitter, I'm not calling it X. No. Fuck off, Elon. Uh, <laughs> I think the thing is with with, uh, with Twitter as well is, is like it's become this sort of toxic little hovel where people just think they can they don't have to put their name to anything they and and because people like wrestlers and and famous people and whoever are, are so easily accessible yeah. you can just fire off whatever you want to them 
and they just sort of have to accept it. Well, they don't have to accept it, but I think with Twitter as well, it's cornered the market in terms of promotion and marketing. Yeah. I think a lot of people promote themselves and, and especially like a lot of indie wrestlers as well, they'll they'll promote their appearances on Twitter because it's the one site where you know it's going to get an audience. Yeah. Whereas other social media like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, they charge you. If, if you're advertising anything and they seem to know when you're trying to advertise something as well because they'll make sure no fucker sees it so i think twitter has sort of cornered that market in terms of promotion and marketing so a lot of people feel like they have to be on twitter and in some cases they would be better off not if you're famous as soon as you get over like a couple thousand followers you're just fucked like you're just gonna you're just gonna attract complete nightmare humans dickheads yeah. yeah i mean i i am very block happy <laughs> me too if someone if someone starts being a dickhead that that's, that's the it thing. they're done you're not like i i'm not required to read every fucking tom dick and harry's idiot opinion i don't have to care no. about any of it so uh very quickly before we get off the topic of women's wrestling uh, i also just want to give a quick shout out to sirens fury which is a new women's promotion in liverpool they Ooh. are associated with tnt extreme wrestling and they streamed a show i think their first show but i could be wrong last night which included lots of really really fun stuff including lana austin tag teaming with session moth martina I love both of those girls so much. Um, Harley Hudson was there. Uh, Lizzie Evo, Alexis Falcon, like loads and loads of really, really cool British uh, indie wrestlers. And that was delightful. Um, I think the venue was a bit weird because it didn't have a screen. And also, sadly, not being there, but streaming it on YouTube, they kept having to mute the music for people's entrances. Due to oh, no. Like... Yeah, because <laughs> YouTube are really funny like, about that, oh, aren't no, they? you've cancelled my little Cascada party I was going to have when Sasha Moth showed up. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, that's really um, uh, that that was quite exciting that that's a thing, and I hope to see lots more. I know there's um, Eve wrestling in London as well. If I were closer mm. to London, I would probably go to that. But yes, that was really fun. See, this is this is the thing. I need to get more into the British Indies because I during the pandemic it all went a bit wrong, yeah. and um, sort of prior to that as well, it was kind of NXT. UK kind of killed the mm. British Indies a little bit by just sort of scooping up a bunch of people and uh, whisking them off to, to train to be WWE wrestlers, which is, um, that was a bit of an issue. Uh, so it's like, it's only just recently that it's made, like British Indies have made a comeback and I need to sort of get into it and, and you know, see what's going on because like you talk about these shows and stuff and it's like, I, I don't know where to watch them. I yeah. don't know. I need to get me uh, get me act together on that one. I've been watching a lot more American indies, but I haven't watched a lot of British indies, and I need to rectify. I that, need I, I need to figure out. I think I'm pretty sure Progress and probably Rev Pro have their own streaming things. Mm. I know uh, Sarah's Fury were just streaming on YouTube, so it's like a fiver to watch it. Please don't make me get another subscription. I have so many. There's a promotion that I have never been to, and I don't know them, but uh, called wet cake pro <laughs> Brilliant. i wish they weren't so far away because they're like down south somewhere and like they tweeted a couple of days ago in all caps if you're a racist or homophobic or hate trans people don't come don't want your money die in a bushfire cheers <laughs> and i was like hey! that's the fucking energy we're looking for in our, in our wrestling promotions and like they've 
they I'm pretty sure they announced Charles Crowley and I've talked about Charles Crowley before but I love him you have you have Uh, but unfortunately they are a long long way away from us but there is plenty of stuff in the north there's plenty of fun stuff and yeah yeah we've got like TNT in there yes TNT are in Liverpool generally I I believe there's a promotion that uh, our friends at Wrestle Chaps promote quite a bit. Is it Atomic Wrestling? Yes, I really want to go see them as well. They're Liverpool as well. Um, yeah, I think we'll... I don't know how we're going to do it. I do want to do a show about British indie wrestling at some point. Yeah, see, this is... You can be uh, at the seas where I have to... I sort of fill you in about stuff at AEW that happened, like, before you started watching. You you have to fill me in on the British indies, The thing I think. is, I'm just very enthusiastic. I don't necessarily know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, Whatever. exactly. Okay, so the final thing in Dynamite was a tag team three-way with yes. Blackpool Combat Club as represented by Claudio and was it Claudio and Mox? Claudio and Mox. Because I think yeah. like Yuta yeah. was there and I was a bit where I was like, hang on, I'm lost count of who's meant to be in this. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Yuta was menacing around the side of the ring being a little shit like he usually does. He was. And uh the Lucha Brothers and Best Friends. Mm-hmm. It's just lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I love all my guys. Yay! There was, there was there was a really fun moment at the top of the ramp where Chuck had like gone up the ramp, nearly got strangled by Mox's hoodie, and then like pushed Mox off the side of the ramp. And there were a bunch of guys like fighting down there, and the camera was just had just stayed on Chuck, and he just kind of like stood there for a second, and then did a like. Eh, why not? Kind of <laughs> and just like launched himself onto everyone, and I was like. As much as I've complained about production cutting away, that little like extra couple of seconds of just staying on where you could like almost see the cogs turning in his head, like, oh yeah. <laughs> the camera's beautiful. still on me, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I loved it so much, it made me so happy. <laughs> it was great. It was just nice to see those guys in a main event on Dynamite because it hasn't happened in a long time. Main event also who did not get pinned? Chuck Taylor. <laughs> uh I was confused by the finish of this match and I went back and watched it again and I still thought it is not possible to know who the fuck is legal in this match because there's a point where the camera cut to Orange Cassidy running in and... At that, and, and I was just like, I think that's where I, where it got lost, mm. maybe because it was just like I don't I don't know, and I also obviously can't see everything that's going on. So because Trent had pinned someone, Trent uh, Claudio pinned Claudio, yeah, and and had yeah. a, I think had another visual pin on him, like uh, like he got the the visual pin on somebody at. Uh, what was it? It wasn't Supercard of Honor. Death Before Dishonor, that was it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Trent, again, had somebody pinned and for various reasons, like ref distraction, oh, he didn't yeah. get the uh, pin. Ray Phoenix, Ray Phoenix full-on grabbed the ref by the ankles and dragged him out mm. of the ring so that he couldn't do the count. That's why they lost that match. And then, yeah, they lost this match because Trent apparently wasn't the legal man. But then I think Trent Trent was the legal man, but Claudio wasn't. That that was the that was the issue. But yeah, the ref was like tapping on his shoulder, going, "No, not legal." Um. So that and then Trent got pinned and then lost. So, so that is now two in the space of a week. Two matches, two tag matches that best friends have lost and arguably shouldn't have. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's going somewhere, right? 
I know, I know, and our friends, I can see, like, Leah from Tunnel Talk, like, rolling her eyes at this point, because she <laughs> has said so many times, like, you do not assume that a best friend's story is going anywhere, it's just not going to happen, like, they don't do ongoing stories, they just forget stuff, but come on, this has to be going this, somewhere! This does feel like it's going somewhere, like, I was listening to Outside Dive, like, earlier in the week, and um, they were saying, no, you, you can't expect it to go anywhere because Tony Khan has beaten it out of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Jules being like, Tony Khan has <laughs> really beaten it out of us. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. It's, yeah, there is a lack of follow through. I think yeah. uh, we've had a few times with, with best friends stuff. I feel like this is maybe going somewhere. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much, but it does feel like it's going somewhere. It does feel like it's going somewhere multiple times. And also the fact that they, yeah, that the, the looks like where it's going is into a feud with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club is a real like proper like long-term storytelling thing. Yeah. Because in a promo, which they didn't put on Dynamite because Tony Khan hates me now, um, Chuck was calling out Blackpool Combat Club for stealing Wheeler Utah from them. Yeah. And there were lots of moments with Utah beating up his former adoptive fathers in this match. Yeah, it is. That's the thing. This is this is a thing that's been simmin- simmering away. Yeah. And like Utah so many times recently has been using that, that um, seatbelt pin. Seatbelt pin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, this is going somewhere. And my partner is like, stop getting excited. You're not getting anything. <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I will. <laughs> I, I am hopeful this time. Slightly hopeful. I'm not too hopeful, but I'm slightly hopeful. I am optimistic because Tony Khan has not yet beaten it out of me and sometimes I think Tony Khan loves me so (laughs) but yeah so if if Best Friends and Orange Cassidy are going to be in some kind of feud definitely with the Blackpool Combat Club probably Death Triangle as well because they've been it seems and then there's um, yeah yeah because there's that that Anything Goes match booked for next week which is ah who is it is it Trent Moxley and Penta yes yeah. So the fact that we're getting the boys on TV every week mm. in one way or another, like whether it's at the whether it's Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor pay per view. Obviously, those aren't on TV, but you know what I mean. Um, and then on Dynamite, like this is very exciting. This is like Christmas for you. <laughs> it is. Like it's so good. And like I know, I know, I know my um uh older in wrestling years <laughs> pals are all like. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> but, yeah. but as a wrestling fan, I am basically a newborn, so I'm still very excited and I think that I'm going to see my guys. See, my I have a theory. I always have theories. But um, <laughs> I, my theory on this is that there is something co- with the BCC. There is an angle coming with Eddie, but Eddie is at the G1 right now. So w- we need a good you to sort of fill that space of time between you know say blood and guts and whenever eddie's going to be back so yes it's i think it's a good feud it's definitely a good feud to do like because mm. they're all fucking great like the bcc best yeah. friends and lucha brothers are all brilliant so you're gonna yeah. get some good yeah, yeah. shit out of it i love watching all those guys yeah it's it's great i, th- I think you know as well the other thing is with Moxley being involved as well, he yes. has a tendency to elevate people. 
Yes, I was going to say, he spent so much time, like, building Hangman back up. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it was so exciting to me to see John Moxley cutting a promo where he's calling out best friends. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's going to do it for them as well, because John Moxley is an angel and they love him. Yes, basically. Mox is a lovely, lovely man, and we <laughs> love him. Uh, but he's, yeah, he has a tendency it doesn't matter how short the feud is he has a tendency to elevate people because right in the beginning he did it with Derby because it was sort of it was him and Cody with Derby um because I think with Cody you went to like a time limit draw and with Mox it was one of those matches where it was really hard for and he had to put him down with a bulldog choke to finish it so I think if if best friends are in a feud with the BCC, then that has a lot of potential for them being brought back to prominence because he's very good at that. Like, I mean, like, like he did with Hangman, you know, after all that bullshit, you know, he sort of moved him away from that. Like that feud became the thing that people wanted to talk about, not all the other crap. So yeah, I think it's, it's got the potential to be cracking. Uh, Oh, uh, Dark Order as well, like that match, Mox versus Uno. Oh yeah, God, that was amazing. He made Uno look. I mean, Uno's great anyway, but I think he's good at reminding people how good people are. Like, it's yes. not that he is making them look good so much as that he is reminding everybody else who's watching. You know what? These guys are still here and they're fucking awesome. They can hang with Mox. So yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. It is good, and I think since he got his wisdom teeth taken out, Chuck has been on. See, I I think he's on like a on a comeback trail. Like I think I think I think because he stopped being the one that that eats the pin. Like to the point where in a couple of weeks' time, it might actually just not be worth remarking on if he doesn't eat the pin. Yeah, like it has happening so often, and now obviously taking his singles match with Claudio out of the equation like i think it's been like six or seven where he hasn't been the one to yeah lose. trent's taken him a lot more just yeah, lately and he's doing so many much more fun things there was that like weird little slow motion thing that he did into the ring on death before dishonor that was really fun yeah and he's just doing a lot of like flying uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it just all makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's great. I mean, because I think people have a tendency to forget. If you don't see somebody as often, you have a tendency to forget how good they are. And if you go back and look at like, have you seen the, the parking lot brawl? Yes. Yes. I have. That, that match is fucking awesome. It was so good. It's wicked. Like yeah. all the cool little spots they did and the funny bits and everything. That match was perfect. And um, I think, yeah, people just have a tendency to forget. If you don't see somebody very often, you forget how good they are. And I, and I think this feud could be good for reminding people how good they are. I really hope. I really hope that's the case. Uh, Fingers crossed. I mean, this will be painful to listen back to if <laughs> In the yeah. future and it's all gone down the toilet this like, episode's going in the freezer if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah just quietly unpublish it like I never, never i never had any optimism we'll listen to it back at like episode 10 going remember when we had hope <laughs> we were full of joy but the <sighs> thing is i mean i i am sort of of the sort of never to assume anything yeah, but you know it's it's looking hopeful i will say that yeah and and the thing that i had to just like tell my partner this morning was like 
I don't care if best friends win the match. I mean, obviously, I would like it if they did. Yeah. I'm just happy to see them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm I'm like that with 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 sort of like anyone that I like. It's I don't need yeah. them to win. I, I just like need so to see many him. People too. Yeah, I loads. Like so many people, like just almost, almost everyone. Although, just like yay. Yeah, I'm the same. Pretty much almost everybody there. I I am always happy to see. So it's like, and I I just I don't mind if they lose. I just like seeing them. Is this this is going to get beaten out of me, right? Because I see so many uh, wrestling fans on Twitter who are like, we love wrestling, but that's why we complain about it so much. And obviously, we do complain on this. Podcast, <laughs> we do like, a little bit. But at the moment, I'm just kind of really enjoying watching wrestling. Um, just having a nice time. I think the the key is just not to hype yourself to, up too much. I think a lot of, <laughs> especially with AEW, because they have a tendency, or they did have a tendency early on to sort of like book the way you were fantasy booking something in your head. And yeah. I think a lot of people then that has bred this sort of almost entitlement in, in there where they're sort of like, well, I'm going to fantasy book this now. And then if it doesn't happen, if something else happens, then it's shit. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. well no, it's it's not necessarily shit. I mean, sometimes it's shit. But, it's <laughs> it, you know, it's not necessarily shit just because the thing that you fantasy booked in your head doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. I think we've got to be realistic about some at, things. But... At the end of the day, like, some people are being very serious and stressed. And they're like... This is just my little show that I watch. Yeah. Uh, for fun and entertainment. And would I, you know, would I like the women's division to be booked better? Yes. Mm-hmm. But how stressed am I going to get about this? Like, not that stressed because it's my little show. <laughs> at, at the end of the day, is it is it worth it? Is it worth getting that stressed about it? I mean, I say this, no. and certain things have stressed me out quite <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, but it's it's there's very little point being too stressed about it because it's like whatever's gonna happen it's you've got no control over it it's gonna happen either way so like the best thing is just to just to go with it like just yeah ride the wave see where it goes like yeah yeah and i i think i am for the most part i think it's more outside stuff that tends to get to me like i like this sort of you know people being dicks on the internet and and that kind of stuff but you can't control them either no exactly you you've you've got to draw a line somewhere because like it's entertainment in it at the end of the day you know ultimately like our little lizard brains were not designed to deal with the bad opinions of everybody in the world no you know. And you're exposed to that constantly, especially if you sort of tend to spend a lot of time on, on Twitter, especially. It's like, you know. But who are these people? I don't care about them. I don't know them. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing. You know, that, I think that's the the most sensible way to be about it. I think maybe more people need to be more like that. Exactly. Not everything is about you. No. Or me. No. No. Well, okay. it might be. <laughs> It might be. I don't know. Um, let's do a final segment of our, uh, our much requested uh, Sarah and MJ explain the UK. Hey, yes. <laughs> because I enjoy these. <laughs> we um, we had a question in this morning, which is from Zombie Inc. Hey, Jones. Hi, Zombie. What, what some what some obscure British insults that Americans would have no clue what you're saying? Now, I know what the inspiration is for this question, and it's because they asked 
what's a bell end the other day. <laughs> Basically, like was la- like I it was laughing so much I was I nearly cried at that conversation. Like, honestly, like it just went on for hours, just like all the British people piling in and like trying to explain di- uh, differences. You know that that quote about we're two nations divided by a common tongue kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I endlessly find that entertaining. But what are some obscure British insults that Americans would have no clue about? Oh God. I don't know. I I was really struggling. I was kind of thinking. I'm struggling to be because I've been thinking about this like for a bit, and I'm like, like I can, I know I know ones that my mum used to come out with. <laughs> that like. Go on. What what would your mum say? Well, you know, you know when people are like a bit old and they tend they dress like they they they're about thirty years younger than they are. And then my mum always used to refer to them as mutton dressed as lizard. Uh, mutton dressed as lizard. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little obscure. <laughs> it's a little bit obscure and it's a little bit shady, and that's where I get it from. Uh, but <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of ones that are like sort of region specific that that would require explaining and i'm just i am struggling like because we've got like numpty <laughs> numpty is numpty's beautiful. a good one uh, uh that just means you're an idiot it's quite that i feel like that's quite an affectionate one if you're like oh you're numpty, oh, you're numpty. You're like, you numpty. yeah <laughs> never call someone a numpty in anger they'll laugh in your face <laughs> i'm stuck i am actually stuck i can't well, think of anything a thing that i found uh, I re-found because I, I used to have this bookmarked when I used to work in TV and I found it again is that Ofcom ranks like swear words oh. by how severe they are so like in the very very like, highest tier that you uh, absolutely shouldn't say obviously can't fuck motherfucker mm. but then when you go down to <laughs> when you go down to the what they consider mild language but like still kind of insulting offensive language. They're quite funny. Like, so the things that they've got on their mild list are arse, bloody, bugger, cow, <laughs> crap, damn, ginger. <laughs> uh, Why? Why ginger? Git, <laughs> minga and sod off. Minga. Oh, God. And then, like... The next tier, which is like medium, so that's like your basic, like that's the the mildest, like the mildest way you can insult someone is calling them like a git. But then medium, <laughs> medium goes up to a uh, asshole. Obviously, asshole way worse than ass. Uh, I don't get that because they do that in America as well, and they like you can say ass, but you can't say hole. Like the hole is the bit that makes it rude. I get it. Also in the medium tier, balls, bint, bitch. Bollocks. Oh, we're medium. Bollocks. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> Feck. You can be Irish. <laughs> and that, that's less offensive than being like... Yeah, that's weird. Even though it's like based, it's the same word. It's just got that's an e of instead of. Ted, isn't it's it? definitely because like, of like, Father Ted. We have to make that okay. Munter, <laughs> pissed or pissed, pissed off. Apparently, oh, that's very mild. Uh, son of a bitch and tits. <laughs> <laughs> It gets, but like as soon as you get to strong, like almost every single phrase on the strong list is genitalia related. Like, yeah, I actually think everything apart from bastard is their, <laughs> their list of strong language. I mean, this, this, I'm having to rate this episode like mega explicit when I upload it. Uh, so on the strong language list, beaver, beef curtains, <laughs> bellend, blood clot, clunge, 
cock, dick, dickhead, fanny, flaps, gash, knob, minge, prick, punani, pussy, <laughs> and twat. That is all, like, every single one of those. <laughs> it's like sexual swear words. They are, yeah, they're, they're pretty much exclusively genitalia related, aren't they? Yeah. Um, what I find really funny about that is, like, knob? Knob's strong? I don't I think knob is mild. No. I've literally, but I've literally sat in like production offices worrying about this. Like, oh, this, do we need to bleep this word or not? <laughs> knob. <laughs> Goodness me. I, I um, think knob's pretty mild as it goes I think now. It's pretty mild. Yeah. See, I was, I, I just, like, I'm just really easily amused. So I was just giggling all the way through that list. Good. That was the aim. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I've just remembered what my favourite insult is and. I don't know if this is British. It must be. Calling somebody a wet wipe. <laughs> a wet wipe. That's a good one. I like wazzic. Yeah. You wazzic. But I think that's that's another one that I've stolen off my mum, I think. <laughs> it does feel, that feels quite retro. It is. I've got a lot of them a retro. Yeah. What's like, what's the etymology of that? What, of wazzic? Yeah. I don't know. I just, should I Google it? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel I feel like it's always going to come back to. It's either genitalia related or it's somehow religious in origin. It, it I think it literally just says a stupid or annoying person. Oh, it's from the seventies. There we go. Apparently, it will. It wasn't used until the nineteen seventies. So there we go. Oh wow, because it sounds like old English to me. That sounds like uh, yeah. I think maybe. I don't know whether somebody on TV made it up at some point and everybody started using it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. What do they say on Love Island? Oh, Christ, I don't know. I don't watch Love Island. No, nor do I, but there's there's something really specific to that that I can't think what it is. They all talk the same on that show, and I'm not entirely... It's like a weird... I don't know. Is it a cult? I don't know. I I don't watch it. It's definitely a lexicon of terms that they use where i'm like is this just young people maybe it is i know they seem to have to start every sentence with at the end of the day it is what it is it is what it is like yeah the phrase i was looking for was melt (laughs) which is i actually really like that (laughs) i like that one too and in this the example sentence the website i just pulled up is i'm acting like a total tuna melt Specified. Like, that's like, so that's literally like saying I'm acting like a total cheese toasty over this girl. <laughs> Just <laughs> amazing. I might use that. Another one I like is weapon. I, d- I don't know when that turned into an insult, but ah, oh, you fucking weapon. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. I'm trying to think of other ones that Americans wouldn't get, but I think it's a lot of it is in the tone of, of, of the tone and the delivery. <laughs> like anything could be an insult if you say it a certain way it's really weird how as i get older i feel more conscious that i don't want to use youth slang because it feels embarrassing like, yeah like i'm being a mutton dressed as lizard yeah but, like, but as a result my like vocabulary is becoming more and more old-fashioned like yeah like i keep saying things where i'm like why am I talking like this? Like, I'm talking like my mother. Why am yeah. I talking backwards? Like, that's really weird. <laughs> I do. That's the thing. I do a bit. I sort of, there's random phrases or, or words that sort of just end up getting absorbed, like from watching, um, not watching, but like Twitter and, and stuff like that. But 
yeah, I did. There's certain things now that that the kids come out with, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to start saying that because I would just sound like a fucking dickhead. It's like I use um, y'all on uh, uh, Twitter quite a bit, but I never say it in real life, like because right. it sounds ridiculous. I sound like a complete dickhead. Written down, it's fine. Yeah, I would be so conscious of it coming out of my mouth as well. But like, yeah. yeah, all the all the current or like. Like people saying "based," I can't based. do that. I can't do that. I can't based. I can't say "cap." <laughs> no cap. No cap. I can't. I can't do it. Ah! <laughs> no, it does. It's really cringe. You know, it's like. But the thing is, though, are you? It, which is more cringe, being old-fashioned <laughs> or actually saying the things? And, and I think I think it's it's pretty neck and neck in it. We just cringe either way. Like we're in yeah. our, our, our sort of mid to late thirties now. We are just cringe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. You just have to just acknowledge like that's just it. We're not, we're not cool. We're not anymore. cool. No, just embrace, embrace your cringe, cringiness. I think embrace that's your what cringe. We've got to do. That's. I think that's a really uh, good note to end on. Just <laughs> embrace your cringe. Embrace your cringe. <laughs> you can't stop it. You may as well just. Leave. The wrestle nanas have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Renee and RJ are the Russell aunties. We can be the Russell nanas. Oh my god. Okay. So, uh, if you would like to tell us your favourite British swear word, <laughs> you will find us on Twitter at Waffly Bollocks uh, or at Awfully Waffly or in MJ's case at Russell Trash. Russell Trash. Russell Trash. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. Enjoy wrestling. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Bye. Bye.